Now the light is definitely on. Okay. Oh, my God. I am such a prat. Sam will use that as well now it's on there. There we are. Okay. Are you ready, John? John, I want you to say, Sam, make me sound sexy. Sam, make me sound sexy. Mm, he's good, but I'm not sure he's that good. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Oh, what does that mean? Who's this master, mysterious Sam that you're, that are you already like, you know, is, is this the person who's going to edit me out of the, the, the show? It is. We have a, we have a new editor on the show, um, uh, Sam, and uh, he started here at Diligent Robot uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's mainly here as a, uh, a developer to learn development. Um, do you remember probably um, over a year ago now, we started, I spoke on the show about how uh, when myself and a business partner, Matt, were going to set up Diligent Robot, we were going to take on apprentices who were keen and teach them stuff and, you know, turn them into the master craftsmen that we are. Um, well, Sammy, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, that wasn't, that wasn't supposed to be your first response is to spit all over the microphone. <laughs> um, well, Sam is the, the first of uh, those lucky few. <laughs> Let's say will become known. Um, and he's uh, working on uh, the front end of an application we're developing. So he's learning Elm uh, at the moment. So, but um, in order to sort of give a variety of work, he's also picking up the editing of the podcast. And he edited last week's episode and it was an immediate improvement on me doing it. So there we are. Sam, pro tip, make sure that when it comes to, to Scotty's level, just turn it down way, way low. Actually, negative, so it gives more room for my improved uh, voice to, to to take flight and to fill the space. He said I had excellent signal, but then again, he's new and I'm the boss, so he's probably going to just say anything <laughs> so, anything to make sure he gets paid at the end of the month. He, he's already <laughs> learned the most important lesson of, of, of getting your first gig. The boss is always right. That's good. Well, welcome, Sam. Thank you so much for making us sound better. Ah, so uh, so what's been up this week? You are still wallowing in your glory? Uh, wallowing? No, no, no. Basking is the, the, the phrase you wanted to use. And in fact, I am. I actually, we, we, we got some fan mail. Uh, and it went to a, a mailbox that I, I very infrequently check. Um, but the guy said that he's a, a fan of the, po- of the podcast and that wanted to pass on a, a picture of a competing video streaming service which had a glaring localization error. And he thought that I would appreciate it. I said, far be it from me to give up an opportunity to, to, to have fun at a competitor's expense, but I'm going to, to remain humble at this moment since this type of, of encoding error is all too common. And then he wrote back, says, well, I admire your humility. And also because I have a, a, a cousin who's a paraplegic uh, and uses assistive technology technologies um you know uh thank you for for the you know i, I appreciated the the work on inav because it uh, it seems like it could be a game changer so uh between those two different things the, the the fame keeps rolling in but mostly uh it's nice to hear from people who have a personal connection with this and to know that there's another person who's willing to kind of contribute to our you know our our net one and a half person listenership so thank you josh i appreciate it see i mean you know so to me that type of feedback you know, especially you know, hearing about someone who uses this type of technology, um, yeah, that's got to be better. Like, I mean, you were you were even on Yahoo Finance this week for for a uh, a second or two. I mean, you know, which do you prefer? 
Uh, well, I mean, the Yahoo Finance thing was 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 kind of I forgot to send that in the show notes. Maybe we'll put in this week. It was it was entertaining because it basically was a one minute riff on on the the take that Inc. Magazine had taken, where basically half the people said, "Well, it seems like it's good for accessibility, but doesn't this mean that they're just watching us all the time?" And they said, "You know, and this is going to you know this is like one step further towards Wall-E, the the Pixar movie where people have no muscle tone because they sit and stare at screens <laughs> and listen to what the screens tell them to do." And then, but then. <laughs> Right now, because I am a, an avid iPhone user and have to use my finger, I'm ripped. Exactly. Yeah, you should yeah, see the muscles like... in my arms and my finger usage. <laughs> my, 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 my index finger is swole. <laughs> so, Arnie yeah, Schwarzenegger's um, finger was not as good as any of our iPhone users now. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, I, again, it's, it, it's been entertaining to watch. You know, for, for, from my point of view, I, you know, First of all, it's nice to have the the, the notice. Secondly, I, I really don't care for for people who are sensationalizing it a little bit, uh, so long as it helps amplify the message and then we get closer to the day where there are these APIs. And believe me, I will start to to, to advocate, and, and I'm hardly the only one. So um, we'll just keep we'll keep on it. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure people who um, are in most need of the accessibility features. Um, you probably try and hunt them out and are aware of them. I think there's a lot of people who don't need them, who don't even know they exist, um, and therefore can't show anybody uh, who may need them things. And then there's probably a whole group in the middle um, who could do with some assistance that, you know, just maybe don't know this stuff exists. So really, even though it might be sensationalized and, you know, a whole bunch of crap, um, if it just makes people realize that devices are becoming more accessible and people are looking at this stuff, then it's got to be a good thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's one last thing. I mean, it's like, okay, so I went back to, to I mean, a, a challenge that we that, that we have as a company and any company that does lots of A-B tests is that, you know, A-B tests are, are purposely supposed to be kind of, we're going to do an experiment. We're going to see if we can get a signal and decide whether we go in that direction. And uh, sometimes you have to remember that, that, you know, since anybody can be allocated to an A-B test, that includes people who may be using these assistive technologies, so you have to be careful not to break things. And, and there was a test uh, that, that did break something, and, and we heard about it, and so we had to fix it. Um, but it, it's prompted me to, to start working on a document called Minimum Viable Accessibility, which basically is kind of like a checklist of, hey, here, here are a small number of things you can check. It's, we already have other documents and, and, and training that we've been through on how to make things work really well, but sometimes that, that, you know, if you don't work on it all the time, you don't remember it. But what I'm fond of saying, and it's true, is that that if you uncover accessibility problems, they're more than likely to reveal other user experience problems just because it, it does. It's just a, basically, it's, a, it's another way of, of, of looking at the same thing. And I think one thing that's interesting to keep in mind is that although most people think about voiceover solely for 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 people who who have no sight, the reality is it actually helps people with low vision quite a bit as well because that's that's one of the reasons why there's the highlight, and and you know there was a, there was something I fixed this week where there was a kind of a custom button, and I say custom button, it's not it wasn't a button, it was actually a UI label which had a, a custom lift attached to it, and then it had a containing view, and the containing view was just a UI view, and by default a UI view doesn't is not an accessibility element and doesn't have any attributes. It's just literally a container, and so VoiceOver went to read the next accessibility item it found, which was the label. So it, it 
it read what it was supposed to, but the, 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 the flaw was, there were two flaws. One is that it didn't have the attribute that, that indicated that it was tappable. It was the attribute of type button because a label is not a button, right? But in this case, it is acting as one. And the secondly is, is that the containing view, which was much larger, um, should have been set as the accessibility element. So when you make those two small changes, it makes it a whole lot better. Um, and, and I think that's good. Uh, but those are things that also come up in automation testing as well, is because when 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 somebody else is looking at your code and 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 trying to build an automation suite for it, 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 it you know something that you are innately familiar with because you're in the code all the time is not immediately obvious to someone else, and there are very good reasons to to to, to code it the way it was and to not use a, a bog standard uh, UI button. But once you start doing that, then you remove you know you you add cognitive load to the next person who has to come along and figure out what's going on. Um, so anyway, that's my little accessibility uh, tip or observation for the week. So this, um, I, I know you're doing this document internally. Would you be able to share it later with other people, do you think? Or is it um, could be done on company time, belongs to the company? You sort of uh, well, it, it, it's, not so, it's not so much that. I think that, that we're talking about actually we have some, some folks coming up um, from from the LA office, um, and those are the, the people who are are more directly related, you know, intimately and, and every day worrying about things like audio descriptions and subtitles. Um, so they're coming up to meet us because which is important. Um, and so who knows? I will take this as a prompt to see if we can't get a blog post to to talk about some of these things because I think it would be nice and something a lot of people care about. But that specific document, it's not that that it's considered secretive. Is that by its own, without a bunch of other additional context, it might not be all that useful. And the additional context w- would be things that we wouldn't want to, you know, normally publish because it is internal stuff. Yeah, it's it's the nature of how it goes. So you've just said you've got people coming up from LA, and that's that's moving around in California. Um, you've got to, yeah, it's pretty hot out there with fires at the moment. Um, now I know in the, ah. in the context of. Um, a lot of the you know horrible things that are happening, the ability to get to and from work and, and whatever is um, a very minor issue. But is it affecting the way that uh, the valley is working in that area is working and people are going to and from work? Well, I mean, it it it's you know in strict terms probably not. You know, people are still getting to work. The buses are still there. All that you notice is that everybody's walking around with masks on. Although today. I'm happy to report uh, that it's raining, which is really good, Um, and it's raining quite hard, and it's supposed to be raining for the next day or two or three, Um, so hopefully that should help uh, with extinguishing the fires, and and it certainly has already had a a good effect on the air quality because it's given the sky a bath. My guess is that this this experience hopefully is is, is kind of, as we talked about last week, you know, waking people up. Uh, funnily enough, I was I was reading on Blind. I don't know if you're familiar with Blind. Blind is a, a kind of a social network that is supposed to give kind of um, you know un, unrestricted talk amongst people who work at, at similar companies. So you don't identify, but in order to sign up, you have to sign up for you have to receive a, a, a registration email at the domain that you purport to work at. Um, and so there was a there was a topic of discussion about kind of does the the you know as tech Folk, what can we do for the for the you know for, to to help prevent these forest fires? And, and I have to say, it was kind of 
most of the responses were inane and it was kind of it was it was stupid it made me a little bit embarrassed because it was like you know tc or get you know gtfo is total compensation or get the fuck out um but there were a few people who said well we could use drones and, and internet of things sensors and things of that nature so it was kind of in a way that 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 reflected i think the the, the larger attitude of the valleys that this, this is a place that is quite disconnected from from the rest of the universe in lots of different ways and yet it's producing the the technology both hardware and software that is creating the reality that we live in good and bad because the fires in your region are quite a way north of the valley aren't they well that we're about 200 miles south southwest here in san francisco so the the worst air quality was up actually up in sacramento um and that's because uh well we have our own wind patterns that are coming off the pacific and then they have kind of hot air that's coming in from inland and that's where it swirls together so they probably you know and and it's also it's in a it's in a valley itself um so that's why you get worse air pollution and and the heat kind of keeps things floating around there uh longer so i'm not surprised that you had worse air quality there um so we'll see. I mean, my, my hope is that, that, that people do really wake up and, and start saying, what can we do? And, and there could be lots of different actions. I mean, I, I, it may sound stupid, but it's not. You know, that people are always asking, what can I do personally? And so, you know, some people will say, well, I drive an electric car or I commute or whatever. But, you know, here, here's a tip for, for, the, for people who, are, who may be listening to me and going to Silicon Valley cafeterias with all-you-can-eat food. The reality is, is that, you know, I hate to say it, but I love meat and, 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 you know, I, I, you can radically, if you forgo eating meat, even a day, that's probably going to have a greater effect in reducing greenhouse gases than, than a week's worth of driving a Prius. It's just because of, of anybody who's interested in finding out why can find out why. But my, my point is, is in saying it is that, you know, when you live in the Bay Area, you have the, the largest food shed available of anywhere in the United States and probably one of the, the richest anywhere in the world. So, you know, you can probably forego your industrial beat two or three times a, during the week and save it up for something that, that's a nice pastured bit of, of meat, which, you know, is, is a reasonable compromise to make. And, and if we had lots of people actually listening to it, I'm sure that controversial statement would, would result in a flood of things. But it does say that there are individual things that, that people, you know, I think not only morally should do, but are just going to have to. The, the choice is if you want the same type of agricultural richness that, that we've come to come to enjoy around the world, at least in the, in the developed world, you know, you're not going to have it forever if we don't become a lot wiser and waste wildly less than we do today. Yeah, I mean, it's becoming quite popular amongst a certain range of people here as well. I mean, you know, the whole the whole concept of eat meats less often when you do eat better quality, better looked after meat. And, you know, that ends up as a more enjoyable experience. It's cost neutral uh, on, on the budget because you're eating it less often. And it is making a genuine environmental impact. So, right. So, uh, yeah, this week... Um, I mentioned now and again that we're sort of developing a product on the side as well as consulting, and we've not really spoken about what that is yet. I mean, we've spoken about that the front end is in Elm and the back end is in um, Swift using Vapor. Um, and we were doing a bit of a product planning session this week, and it's quite interesting uh, the different skill sets you need to be a product planner and an engineer. Um, with the current position we've now put ourselves in as a as a company by um, increasing our resource and equally at the same time we have a little bit decreased 
the amount of consultancy we're taking on uh, and doing, uh, we are now in a position where we are spending a bit more money each month than we are earning. Uh, and we've planned for this, but that sort of focuses you very much on you have you know, a, a limited runway where that is possible. It's, you know, it's the same as a funded company has a runway. We have a, a runway to operate this way now. It's just that you know, we're not dealing with <laughs> millions of dollars like a, a funded company. We're just dealing with you know, money that we've managed to put away over but in preparation for this as a company. Um, and so it all becomes about, you know, how you ship this product. And it's, um, you know, and, and as a small company, uh, and we're looking to do a limited um, uh, alpha release and a beta program. And you're trying to design what it is you need to do in what order. And everything of the engineer in you wants to do everything really, really well and really right and, and get it set up. And, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff we were working through on the whiteboard and, and doing stuff. So, well, it needs to do this and it needs to do this and it needs to do this. You know, and then it, it comes to the point where, you know, someone says, but, you know, realistically, you know, for the beta program, we're only going to have 20 people. So, you know, why spend a week writing that code when I can just type that? information into the back end manually and then we can concentrate on something else and this this balance between doing things that get the product out the door and getting it into beta and doing things as opposed to you know it's an engineer having someone having to you know manually run a sql query um to set somebody up if they sign up um for, for something is like it feels a bit horrific as a product person that says gets us it two weeks faster great it gets us out there to start finding out um, you know, of course, you know, if we still have some of these limitations when we start going to a slightly bigger program and we think, you know, we might get 20 people, 30 people, 40 people or whatever, and we end up getting 10,000 people, <laughs> then that's, yeah, it's a nice problem to have, but there we are. But it was, it was just quite, uh, interesting that, um, uh, you know, th this, this sort of tension, uh, a little bit internally, it wasn't tense as a, um, is a company meeting because it was obvious which the right one was to do. So it, it, it was got there. But as an engineer, it was a little bit, you know, a little bit niggly in there. Um, but equally, how that can work for us as a as a three person company, you know, we, you know, we can make this type of decision very very easily. Where I should imagine, you know, uh, to make a decision in a company like Netflix that someone's going to manually type a SQL query to make someone work something work is probably a harder decision to make. Um, but yeah, so this this whole, and I think this is just the very beginning. This whole uh, tension between what it means to to manage a product uh, and release a product and develop a product, and the the audience that our product is going to be um, targeting initially is indie developers um, around there. And you know, just thinking, you know, this is you know, this is a, a situation that uh, probably every one of our customers would have found themselves in at some point. And I just get the feeling that as um, an industry of indie developers, we're probably pretty bad at this. And the reason often that apps never ship or version two takes so long or whatever is we allow the engineer within us to 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 win every argument. And so we do spend, you know, the extra month writing this bit when we could have just said, well, no, we will temporarily just run a script every night or do something else or, you know, do something manually. Um, and I think, you know, it's actually just, again, I know I've said this lots of times before, you know, made me realize that, you know, having development skills 
is not enough to be an indie developer. You have to have product skills. You have to have sales skills. You have to have financial skills. You have to have marketing skills. And although I think probably the engineering skills used to be the hardest to get um, of those, um, I'm not even necessarily sure that's the case anymore with with how much education there is and how, how many people there are who teach stuff and online courses for this stuff. But uh, I think you know, it's a warning there. Yeah, there's so many people you meet, particularly at conferences, who's, who are working for the man and they're desirous to become an indie developer because I think they've just got in their head this impression it just means they get to code all day. Um, you know, and the more you know, I look at this is from a product producer now as opposed to just a consultant, the more I realise actually, yeah, your development skills what 20 percent of what you need if that uh and if you think you're just going to be coding um then really get ready to go back to work somewhere else because <laughs> your product probably isn't going to be very successful um uh and i think you know there's i find it funny that the that i mean maybe i'm just misreading the industry but what seems to be the dream of so many people if they were just to look at the reality of it, probably wouldn't be their dream. And if actually you just want to code all day, if your dream is to code all day, then a job as a coder coding all day is probably closer to your dream than being an indie developer. Oh, this is totally true. <laughs> like just because it compiles an Xcode doesn't mean that it compiles in the marketplace. Yeah, so uh, it's it's going to be an interesting journey over the next uh, uh, few months just to, to, to see where this goes. And obviously we'll share a bit more when... Um, I work out what our sharing plan is. <laughs> well, I'm you, not a believer in secrecy like uh, you know, Apple can do secret because you know Apple will turn up on stage in April and say if Apple Apple can send out a postcard to to you know the press a week before something and say hey we're going to say something next week a thousand people will turn up they'll all blog about it they'll all do it even the TV news will pick it up and they can release something onto the market. Um, you know, if if I keep this secret you know and I know a lot of developers totally believe this that the apple way is the right way if i if i keep this secret and then suddenly say while i'm releasing this stuff nobody gives a shit (laughs) so and it's just failure so how you talk about things when you talk about things you know how early you begin to talk about it you don't want to do it too early because people just get fed up with it um is another sort of you know real uh skill for for people who are sort of in that indie sort of one to five person you know app shop well scotty i think on behalf of the one and a half listeners out there um you will have at least two sales you'll have i i'm i'm committing our one and a half listeners to buy it and i as the as a half person uh will commit to to buying it so you can you can rack up two sales yes yeah, see now I, I just i just said that this was a product that was going to be for indie developers and and yeah, you're not an indie developer anymore. Um, and you no. love the fact that you're not an indie developer anymore because you are really enjoying what you're doing. Um, mm. uh, and that's interesting because you were, you know, uh, you were embracing the indie dream and you were enjoying it. But you mm-hmm. know, I think it's fair to say, you know, for, from the time I know you, you, know, you, you actually really, really enjoy doing what you're doing, maybe even a little more than you were enjoying being an indie. Um I think that's a fair statement, and I think, but I think that the reason is, is that it 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 feels like being an indie within a, a a a company with lots of resources. It really does, and I think that I I've come to realize that uh, it is a, a fairly rare occurrence. So I'm grateful for it. Yeah, but yeah. I, 
That is true. I mean, it depends on who you work for. I mean, if you've gone off and worked for, you know, some um, New York financial institution, I'm sure you'd be as miserable as hell. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no amount of money. So there we are. Is there anything? Is it, I mean, it's it's about to be Thanksgiving in 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 the U, in the US. So Black Friday. Anything you plan on buying for Black Friday with your with your twenty no. percent discount or whatever? Or have you just no, been out and I, bought it all anyway? I hate to say it, and you know, you know, I, I don't believe in Black Friday. I don't believe the in the the absurd consumption, the the kind of the the the, the orgy of it. Um, because I just don't. I mean, I, I look at I, I look at pictures of, of of people kind of beating each other up at Walmart to get the 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 fifty dollar widescreen TV. You know, they're they're now. I'll keep my mouth shut. It's not a big thing to me. I I do I do like Giving Tuesday. I think that's the the name that's given for it. Um, last Friday, my, my my team we went to uh to to a food bank, and I was you know it's I've done it several times now. This is the first time I've done it down in Silicon Valley. And, and I was amazed at the statistics said that one out of eight in the, in the area, you know, regularly needs to. And this is a super wealthy area, uh, and there's there's plenty to go around. And uh, so, sorry, <laughs> sorry to rain on the, that parade, but no, I'm not doing Black no, Friday. I think this is something we have to be aware of. We, we were on the whole in a well-paid industry. Um, you know, there are some indies out there who are possibly struggling because you know it's it's they're running a business and it's it's a hard thing running a business um but if you're working you know for anybody who's paying you to do your job uh regardless of where you are in the world you are probably better paid than many people around you um now the trouble is where you get a concentration of well-paid industries of which the uh, of well-paid people where you know the valley is definitely one of those it actually becomes harder to be a poor person um because the perception is it's a wealthy area um you know I, I live i live in a wealthy area and i know that um charities in my area just struggle to get funding because when they come and uh, say well we need some money to you know help with teenage pregnancy education or something people look at the um the zip code postcode of where we're staying and saying hell no you're not getting any money that's a really rich area but the point is we still have people who aren't rich um you know i think it is vital you know the community has to address that. So, um, you know, if you're blessed, then use it. But there we are. How yep. do we get? How do we get onto that? That wasn't very tech, but it was still important. Well, yeah, it is important. It, it uh, I think it's actually in the same way that it's harder to come by kind of the the sales and marketing and, and product development than it is to to come by the engineering things. If you are an engineer and you're well paid, if you're anyone who's well paid, it is Thanksgiving. I think the best way to 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 show thanks is to pay it forward and and to to spend money, spend time, do something, you know, it is Thanksgiving. I actually, it's my favorite holiday of the year. Um, the hackneyed story of the, of the Indians and the pilgrims and its veracity, notwithstanding the idea of getting, you know, together with, with friends and family and being thankful and, and paying it forward. It means a lot to me. Um, plus there's also the thing that we're, we're you know, celebrating the, our, our own personal Brexit from several hundred years ago, not several, <laughs> whatever, however many hundred years ago, <laughs> my, my, my poor American education and, and lacking max math skills are, are, are making it possible for me to come up with a precise number. But, um, Scotty, it was nice. Uh, my forebears uh, are happy that they left. Yeah, but that's the, not really true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never thought of it that way before. Yeah. Your forebears were the first-generation Brexiteers. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to be in this United Kingdom lark. 
They wanted out. <laughs> they wanted that. And they wanted so far out, they went and founded the good old US of A. I'm sure Nigel Farage's forebears are somewhere, you know, stepped on Plymouth Rock or stepped on somebody to get to Plymouth Rock. <laughs> They're stepping on somebody is more likely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you have a, a great holiday uh, with your family and uh, taking a little time off, I hope, to... Uh, I am indeed. ...to, to enjoy and... Um, indulge in some fine food and uh we will um uh, but if people want to disturb you during that time and tell you how you should be spending your holiday or what you should be doing with it or to argue with everything how should they do that uh you can find me on the twitters as jembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum and if you want to um you know do whatever thing. Uh, let's i invite our one and a half listeners and anyone that they know to Visualize Scotty as 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 the person incarnate of all that they dislike in the world <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> where, where may they direct that 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 the hot white heat at their disdain? Please uh, direct your disdain towards uh, Sam. Uh, no, um, <laughs> uh, on Twitter I am Mac Devnit. Uh, on um, uh, Microdot blog, I'm Scotty, and of course you can throw anything you like at both of us by uh, emailing feedback at ideveloper.co So, well, by the time you listen to this uh, Thanksgiving uh, day will be over and you'll probably be there in, in, with a, yeah, may, maybe this is your hangover cure uh, um, on, on, on Friday for you, but I hope you had a, a great holiday if you are in the uh, US of A, and if, um, if not, and like me, you are having to just have another ordinary work day May it be the best work day you've ever had so that you can gloat at your American friends who had to sit with all the family they didn't want to sit with and their drunk auntie and watch football they didn't want to watch or eat some food that was really badly cooked and not the way they would have done it. (laughs) Next time, thanks for listening. You take care. Sam, I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) 